Hey guys, welcome to the Average AF Podcast. <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. It's all good. You looked at me funny. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Average AF Podcast with your hosts, Adam McElroy and Stephen Hart. Hey guys, welcome to the Average AF Podcast. This is episode 27. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. And I'm Steve. And, uh, yeah, we're here for episode 27. 27. I can't believe it's been 27 keep already. Going. Keep going. Um, real quick, though, guys, we do have a new giveaway on our Facebook page, or really it's everywhere, but you have to go to our <laughs> Facebook page to enter it. We're giving away two Average AF t-shirts, uh, just like the ones you guys saw a couple months ago, um, and some of you guys have bought, so thank you very much for that. Um, but all you have to do is go over to our Facebook page Hit the community tab, and then hit invite friends to our page. Um, and then you have to select all. Select all your friends, all thousand of them. Send them an invite, and then just send us the screenshot of that, of selecting everybody, uh, or them accepting your notifications, either one, and we'll enter you in for the drawing. Uh, right now, there's only probably 10 people that have done that, so thank you to everybody who has. Um, but if you enter now, there's actually a good chance of winning. <laughs> yeah. There's not too many people that, right. en- that have entered. So Right. The earlier the better. Yep. So winners will be announced Wednesday, January 29th. Um, we're probably going to put this episode out hopefully on Monday. That way you guys can hear it and still have a couple days if you haven't seen the, the posts. But we've actually gotten almost 300 new likes already from wow. people doing this. So. Thank you guys so Thank much you. for doing that. Uh, we'll gladly give you a, a t-shirt. Just so you do know, too, it says it in the post, but just to verbally say it, we only have size large right now. So just so you know, the shirts we have are larges. Um, they could be for you, for a friend, however you want to do it, but it's all we got. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you guys are new to the podcast, if if this is the first episode you're listening to, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the Average AF Podcast, like I said earlier. How would you describe our podcast to somebody who hasn't listened to it? Because it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, and we don't really tackle... You. We probably talked about a total of 15 different things over the first 26 right. uh, episodes, but... I think it comes down to just being ourselves and talk about what we go through on a daily. It's right. just taking what we go through week by week. I know me, myself, I, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking about, you know, what I could bring to not only you, but the people that listen. And, you know, because I, you know, it's it's been an awesome thing to get that feedback from you and people that listen. It was like, like we talked about a few weeks ago, the opportunity to kind of, uh, Go to counseling or like okay. have a therapy session. Almost, <laughs> I like it. You know, I what like I mean? it. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like it's obviously not that per se, but it feels like that. You can kind of voice your opinions. You can yeah. say you can speak freely. I guess. Right. Which I'm a big proponent of. You know, I love 
speaking my mind, you know, whether it's good or bad. Um, but there's a time, I think again, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, there's a time and place for it. Right. Right. Well, the time and place is definitely here. So yeah. we are, are definitely, uh, our genuine selves. I always try to tell people, um, we just look at alternate perspectives. That's what we're trying to do. Um, just look at things in a, in a new way, open our mind, hopefully, you know, open your guys' mind as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, we talk about everything from mental health to stress, to being dads, to holidays, you know, whatever it is, sports here and there, definitely music. Um, so we're all over the place, but we're just two regular dudes trying to, trying to figure out life, I guess. Right. One word, organic. Organic. Yep. Uh, we've, what we go through. a, A lot of people have left reviews that have said like authentic or, um, genuine is another good one that, that people have said, but that's kind of what we're shooting for really. Right. Um, it's, it's a good thing to kind of, you know, let our voice be heard whether it's heard or not, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, we just like to, to expand our minds and our views and hopefully we come out maybe learning something. And if not, that's fine too. Um, our guest episodes are some of my favorite episodes for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, we just yeah. basically talk shit for like an hour. Uh, usually it goes well over an hour, <laughs> but those are definitely my favorite too. But I did want to talk about being authentic because I knew this was going to come up because, you know, that's kind of how we're described to to some extent. And I just think, you know, being authentic kind of thrives nowadays. Have you noticed that at all? Like in uh, real life, in media, in yeah, I was gonna say social media is probably the the biggest pusher of that. A lot of people, you know, on camera, willing to put their lives, share their lives. Right. So in a way, that kind of makes it harder to to not be. It goes both ways because social media can like be extremely fake or extremely real too. Yeah, but. I don't know. I think I'm not going to say everybody, but the average person will be able to tell the real from the fake pretty quick. Yeah, you for can sure. expose people a lot quicker, a lot easier these days than you could right. back in the 90s. Right. You know what I mean? Whether so, you care or not, if it's real or fake, right, it's different, right, but right. you can usually spot it. Um, absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. I just think like the reason podcasts are thriving, again, we can kind of be ourselves. We don't have to worry about um bosses or anything like that we don't have a staff we don't have you know we don't have producers we don't have directors we don't have engineers we don't you know right it's me and steve like that's it and it's it's kind of beautiful that way because it's raw Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and again we can say whatever we want but like a lot of famous people have podcasts as well and and they've I listen to a lot of podcasts, mainly comedy and stuff like that, but they've all said, you know, it's it's nice that the power in podcasts is like the talent now has the the leverage. Now you have the leverage with your podcast and stuff like that cuz you can make so much money yeah. off podcasting and now you don't have to answer to that agent. You don't have to answer to that network you don't have to answer to the director or anything like that and now 
kind of like Russ did it in the music game. You just build up your audience organically and, uh, you know, authentically. Right. And then eventually you have so much leverage and so many people behind you that if anybody offers you a deal or anything, you'd be like, no, fuck you. Like, I don't need you now. You know, so it has to be worth it and things like that. So it it puts the pa- the power back into the talent, I guess, which I, is huge. I agree, right. Definitely huge. But I know, like, even, even 10 years ago and earlier, like, every piece of content is fake to some extent. Yeah. It's either a TV show, um, even a talk show is somewhat scripted or rehearsed even. Right. Uh, me and Steve don't rehearse at all. We kind of have four or five basic points that we want to talk about, and then we just ramble. Yeah, get right um, into it. Just, but yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about the authenticity? Again, kind of content wise, media wise, now versus even fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. Uh, the the internet is is just done wonders and yeah. so many it's 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 hard to imagine life without it how we went so long it really is right and for me uh from personal experience it's helped me to kind of navigate who to deal with in life and help me see because you know maybe not so much when i was younger but the older you get and the more you go through the more you can look at stuff online and uh, be able to judge it pretty quickly if it's true or false. Whereas before, when all you have is a news feed, the right. news comes on at five o'clock. You take their word for it. There's no other opinions. Right. It's hard to get that, you know, unless you travel, something like that. You know, it's just hard to get other people's input or perspectives. And like, I like when I'm researching the topic, I like to take five or six opinions. Right. take a little bit you know like okay that makes sense but they said this and they kind of both said this so how much you know and i just kind of read between it. the lines yeah and yeah. just combine all the information from all the sources right. rather than just having to look into this one right you know and i think that has done loads for authenticity because like i said it just made it a lot easier to tell you know right. the real from the fake well to kind of spin it back to what this podcast is about is I think it's about that is taking all the different perspectives and different viewpoints on different topics and discussing it and kind of coming to maybe not an agreement at the end, but an understanding of why you might think it, think this way. And, Oh, well I looked at it a completely different way. This is how I saw it and things like that. And I think that's, I mean, we're basically the internet is what I'm saying. We, <laughs> we have all Bitch perspectives. Bitch on the internet. Right. <laughs> Bow down. Um, but, like, we have all different kinds of perspectives and things like that. And that's what I like. Because, like, I've come away with, you know, from, from some of our conversations, like, oh, man, I need to look at that a little differently. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Like, why didn't I notice that? And things like that. And when you bring up a good point about something... It's really cool because I like to talk out or think out loud. Obviously, I like to talk out loud, but I like to think (laughs) out loud, right? Right. And again, that's where the authenticity comes from. Like the first, a little behind the scenes, like the first couple episodes, we were, I mean, we were far from scripting it, but we were kind of like 
mapping out viewpoints and like trying right. to steer the conversation certain directions. Right, right. And right. I just feel like we like almost drug the conversation like certain directions. Like we were trying to get it over here. Okay, right. well now we gotta move right. it over this way. And like, right. how am I gonna do that? Because I know the next point is like. We got to talk about sour cream, but like, how do I get there? And like, <laughs> right, right, you know, it's right. just, it, and it just took, I don't even remember when it was, but like, you know, I texted you and I was like, Hey man, I don't really want to plan this next one. Yeah. I just want to have some topics and we go. Right. And that way it's the first time we're hearing about stuff. So right. I think just that has, you know, that the week we did that w- was the week of the most listens we've ever had. Nice. And it almost like doubled from the week before. So I don't know if that's, you know, a coincidence, but I was like, okay, well, let's keep doing this yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah, being authentic is is the goal in, in everything. So before we linked up today, man, I found this video on Instagram and it was actually posted by Royster59. And let me pull it up here. It refreshed my feed, so now I got to go all the way back to it. <laughs> of course. Why don't you just search it? Search. Search Royce's name. I never use the search button, to be honest. Like, Why I just not? go through my friends. Like, if I'm searching for a friend, right? I'll just go through my <laughs> friends list. I search it all the time. But, like, I, I don't know the word for it, but, like, I'm scrolling through something and I know it's here. And I don't want to just search for it at this point. Like, I know it's coming up. Like, no, like it's going to get here. And then it just like never comes. And you're like, fuck. I could have searched it three times by now. Right. Right. Oh, so easy. I did the search button and type in three letters. It's the first thing. But I'm like, no, uh uh-uh. Nope. It's coming. (laughs) It's coming. And I just scroll for like 10 fucking minutes. Pisses me off. But I love it. And I don't care. I'll never change. Uh, <laughs> anyway, video. But hey, yeah, I found this posted by Royster Five Nine. I don't know who the young gentleman is. He doesn't really. He just says the the caption says "Big Facts" with a fax machine. Okay. So it's a three minute video, two and a half. So I want to play it and I want to get your thoughts on it. If you okay. agree, disagree, what do you think about what he said? So here we go. I was talking to an OG and he was telling me about how his generation is far greater than our generation. And it was a civil conversation that we was having. But he was telling me that his generation that he grew up in had way better morals and and uh, they, they carried themselves different. And all of this may be true. But he looked at it as if his generation was innately more intelligent, smarter, more focused, and all these different things than the current generation in that it was just... God had just gave this generation bad luck and made us all ignorant or something. But I was tr- and I was explaining to him that if you look at farming and a farmer, when the farmer plants his seed and he waits and sees what the what type of crops is produced, if and he uses the same seeds consistently over every season, and and he uses the same seeds every year in and year out. And this year, his crop is just horrible, and it's not what it usually is. The last thing he's going to blame is the seed itself. He'll look at the weather. He'll look at the soil. He'll look at all these different climate changes. You know, if it was intense rain, the last thing he's going to do is look at the seed and blame the seed for the bad crop. 
But the first thing we do is look at the generation. The first thing we do is look at the seed and say, oh, I guess we just got a bad crop this, you know, this generation. No, it ain't got nothing to do with the crop. Who is determining our climate? Who is determining our social climate? Who who determined all those things? Who is who is making up the soil that this new generation has to grow up in? You know, who is making up their environment? Who dictates their environment? That's something you got to think about. You know, we can't just look at them as if they created their own environment. We're 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 bypassing a lot of history that happened. And history is important. We're bypassing a lot of different things from the single parent households, you know, and all these different things, the lack of men in the community. These things have an effect on this generation. And that is why we're acting out like we're acting out. It has nothing to do with Oh, I used to, I mean, he was telling me, oh, I used to walk miles to school and we used to do these different things and we were more determined than you guys were. Maybe. But if you want me to believe that if another generation was brought up in our current environment with social media or whatever it may be, that you, that another generation would be vastly more successful because they're just superhuman. There is no superhuman. We're all human beings. We're all placed in the environment. We all adapt to our environment. Yeah, the genes are skinnier nowadays. We just adapted to the environment. It is what it is. We need to stop blaming ourselves and doing this whole generational wars and, you know, old versus young. It has nothing to do with that. We just need to, it is what it is. We're in the current climate that it is. You know, the generation is like it is. My generation is like it is. Instead of complaining about it, go in there and let's, let's change it. Let's talk. You know, let's talk it out. Let's have conversations because all this blaming and, and, and he did this and I would do this. It's not solving anything. Cool. I like that a lot. So but I want to get your views on it first. So his, his main question was who determines the climate? That was his first big question. Right. Is it fair to blame it on the parents? Because naturally, that's what you would think. Like, OK. You pretty much. Okay, so using his analogy, though, would the parents be the farmer or would they be the weather, the bad weather or whatever held the, the seed from just, you know what I mean? I think the parents are the farmer, kids, obviously the seed, and then like society, social media, all that kind of stuff's the weather. So okay, the way I looked at it is, well, see, I don't know. Because he's saying to blame the climate, right? Right. Which... Well, who's determining the climate, though, is, was his larger question. Is it the right. parents? I mean, that's the way... I mean, just logically thinking about it, the generation that he's referring to, I'm assuming it's probably the one, you know, uh, that right after us, the 19 to 20-year-olds, maybe down to, you know, maybe early 20s to right. 17, 16, 15. Right. You know, you hear the typical things like, oh, they, they don't know how to work. They don't know how to, they don't know the value of a dollar. They're all lazy. They don't, you know, uh, they don't use their brains, you know, all these different things. But I think, let me just tell you what I think. Okay. I think it's technology is advancing so fast that the older generations, I'm, I'm going to cut them some slack because, yeah, they are partially to blame. I, I, I think so. However, like my mom barely my mom has a facebook she's 46 47 she has a facebook 
she doesn't know she she has an Instagram. I don't understand if she knows she knows what to do with it, obviously. She posts on there, but she's just following the trend. Right. It's she, not her She just thinks that's what she's supposed to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The actual pioneers of Instagram, the people that made that shit what it is, they are influencing others to do that. So as a result of, okay, what I'm what I'm basically trying to say is that the, they don't know how to deal with that. Right. They didn't know the implications. You know, technology, it's real hard sometimes to tell what's going to be the result of having this and what this could lead to and what that could lead to. And it's just created this sort of monster that they didn't know how to manage. Right. And that we are probably just now starting to learn the the real effects of the internet and social media and this 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 ability to be exposed so quickly like every information travels so fast now right you know rumors true or false there's no you know holding it down really if if the right person says it on the right platform it spreads right quickly so you know i think he's got a good point overall we need to quit blaming the youth themselves I do. I do agree with that because they didn't just teach themselves that, you know, so they the 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 parents are to blame. But I don't know to what extent. I I mean, it's. In my opinion, it's like 50 50 because so like our generation, millennials, technically, like when I was 20, 21, I hated anybody called a millennial. Including mm-hmm. myself. I was like, yeah, like, you know, I, I was like, we're all lazy and like, well, you know, same right. kind of stuff, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I thought I was the exception to the rule and, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, don't call me a millennial cause they're pieces of shit. Like, you know, whatever. Right. But as, as we get older, I think we're going to be the generation to like make things okay again. And like even the playing field, I guess, because like. I think what happened with us is for myself, and I know you're a couple of years older than me, but like for, for myself, I was basically in the last kind of age group, like last couple of years of growing up and playing outside with sticks and rocks and a shitty basketball hoop and my BMX bike and a skateboard on like basically not gravel or basically gravel and not cement <laughs> like right, right. you know skating in the cement garage with a wood burner in there like you know just old school stuff and then like when i turned probably 10 11 12 is when the internet became like more prominent and more in everybody's house and kind of things like that. Yeah. Like we had, and this blows people away. We had dial up until I was 18 and moved out. Holy shit. Right. So I played outside, you know, the internet was cool and stuff, but you know, I played instruments, uh, played a lot of sports and all that kind of stuff. And I was the last generation of, you know, come home when the lights come on mm-hmm. kind of thing. Now we lived out in the country, so, you know, right. come home at dark, but same thing. Right. But I think we got to experience both things at a young age and kind of evolve into the internet with the internet. Right. 
I think the problem now is for the generation ahead of us and the generation behind us is they're on both sides of the spectrum. So like the generation before us saw the internet, either thought it was the devil (laughs) or like gave into it. And to be honest with you, it's an easy way for your child to sit still now. Right. It's an easy way for them to be entertained while you do whatever you got to do. And like you said, when the internet first came out, we didn't know the downfalls of it. Right. Or when like more detailed gaming came out, PS2, you know, um, PS1 even. I remember when we got my the PS1 and I was blown away. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but we didn't know the effects of that long term of what it was going to do to your, even your metabolism, right. your drive, your... Right social pressures and the anxiety and like all this kind of stuff we had no idea right so at that time it was quote unquote a harmless thing or we thought and it was easy for your parents to let you just sit there and you know no harm no foul they're entertained i can go do whatever i gotta do right um and then on the other aspect is the generation that's growing up now that's growing up and my daughter is one and a half. She will grab my phone and start swiping on it. She, I mean, she. I don't think she knows what it is. Right. But she is looking at the screen and watching things move left and right. And she keeps doing it because she enjoys that. Right. She is one and a half. I, I mean, they're older now, but I remember when some, my nieces were like three on iPads. You know, going around apps, going to websites, you know, looking up whatever they need to look up. And, like, when I was three, like, what? Right. I didn't do that till I was 13, and it took me a while, like, to figure out. Right. And I just think it's, we're on both sides of the spectrum with the, the uh, you know, the generation ahead and the generation behind us. So I think now that we're having kids and things like that, since we grew up with both sides, we are going to kind of even things out. And that's what I mean. Like with our kids, we're going to make sure they go outside mm-hmm. and they're not on the internet all day. They're not watching TV all day. They're not on YouTube all day. Mm-hmm. You know, go play a sport, like go do something, some type of extracurricular, whether that's chess club or, you know, whatever it is. Right. It doesn't have to be a sport, but some sort of. I guess, social thing and um, that keeps you active and things like that. It's just hard to say because it's it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of the culture that we're in and the way our parents were and things like that. So back to the video, you know, to his point, like it's a little bit of both, but we can't blame each other. Right. And I think he's realizing it as we're realizing it. Hopefully maybe some of our listeners are realizing it. That, okay, now we have polar opposites on one side or the other, so we're the generation to kind of bring it back down to baseline, Mm -hmm. back down to to the beginning. And we will. It'll be easier if we can have that open communication with both generations, right? But, you know, it's easier said than done. Right now it sucks, but I think it's, you know, we're going to get back to it, I guess. Right, right. I think... uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think our our generation has the awareness enough to know, right? 
maybe not exactly what could happen in the future if we keep going. But like you said, we kind of look at hindsight 2020 and realizing, oh, this has tremendous effects on people's right. self-esteem and, you know, ability to deal with life just in general and period. The pressures right. is just increased over time. Right. With, and, with social media. Yeah, I just think, you know, there's both sides of it. And, you know, we had to experience both sides to get back down to, you know, baseline. Yeah. Like I said, I think we'll get there, you yeah. know. But I, our generation is definitely the most aware generation of either of them, you know. Right. We got the super woke versus the not woke. <laughs> and we're in the middle, like... Both of you shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> right. go to work, work your 40 hours, say your shit, and keep walking. Like, you know, it's, everybody is conflict-oriented on both sides. In the younger generation and the newer generation, or the older generation. Everybody's trying to pick a fight with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're the ones in the middle, like, you're both retarded. Like, <laughs> And that's what I'm saying, like, I have very, now that I've grown up a little more and kind of seen, you know, even old classmates that I thought were dumbasses are still kind of dumbasses, but they've evolved a little bit, and, you know, I may have a little more faith in them now, you know, but it's just, it's the natural order of things. I think this is just something that happens all the time, but with the internet, I mean, things just fucking skyrocketed, so. Crazy. There's... Yeah, there was no predicting that at all. Right. Like I said, um, Royster59, the rapper, posted that on Instagram. I follow him. Like I said in the caption, he just said big facts. I don't know who the guy was, but shout out to him for posting that. That opened a lot of right people's eyes, my eyes for sure. I just wanted to share that with our listeners. And, you know, if you got any comments or, you know, concerns or anything about our generation or the one ahead of us, the ones behind us and what we're doing all as a whole, just... Get get at us, uh, you know, yeah. on Anchor. I was gonna say that's one thing we haven't been promoting lately is the voice messages. Yeah, that's I'm sure that's still the easiest way probably yeah. to yeah. get. Yeah, the voice of us. messages are awesome, guys, and like we can take the audio and make it sound and really good. I, they come in as notification on my phone. Yep. I press one button and I just press play, yep. and I, I can listen to whatever you have to say. Um, so please I use it. I don't know if you know this, but anytime um, for the last probably two three months that we post an episode. The link in the description of the episode, uh, there's always a link to the voice messaging section. So all you have to do is go to the description of any episode and hit the link that says leave a voice message. And you click it, and then literally you hit one more button to start recording. So it's two buttons, and then a third to stop it, and probably a fourth to submit it. But if you guys can't hit four buttons and like (laughs) say a couple words to us, like... We're failing. We have <laughs> we have thirty perfect reviews on Apple. Thirty. Thirty five star reviews. And you guys can't, you know, send us a, a couple sentences. So <laughs> shooting thirty for thirty from the field, man. Right, right. Jesus. That's still insane. Speaking of I guess our childhood and, and how we grow up grew up and things like that, I wanted to discuss lessons that we've learned over time, like things that may be simple um but things that have kind of i guess helped develop us or help guide us in the right direction of who we are and and maybe 
let us be open-minded and things like that like what are what are some lessons or statements or however you want to put it that kind of helped you become you when you sent me the question i really thought about it and i I want to hear your opinion on what i'm about to say okay that whole it's so cliche almost you know most people or if, if anybody that i've known really can say like they had a mentor or well right that role model or that father figure so i really struggled to come up with even like but not even in that sense like people who showed me things in life i've had so many people man in my life that just done little things right that amounted to who i am like it's so it's the list it's literally probably about 100 people that i could say had an influence in you know and i'm a i these days especially uh i i've gotten a lot better at learning from other people's mistakes and experiences and learn that uh most of what we go through somebody else has it's right. just about being open to the result of that not saying right. the exact same thing will happen to you and a lot of times it doesn't but a lot of times it does right take that experience and- yeah and not be so damn hard-headed right and think you know it all and that your your life's different so your experiences you know it can be different but chances are you know it's going to be like similar right so for sure with that being said uh i do got four things i want to kind of talk about that helped me uh that kind of form or shape like my the way i view you know life and where i'm going in general so the first thing i have on here is Always be open to what others have been through. And my foster parents from that, you know. I talked about it in one of the early episodes. He died in 2016, my foster dad, you know, from COPD and emphysema. He had both of them. Wow. Yeah. And he went through a lot of pain and suffering with it. So, it was in a way, it was kind of nice to see him be relieved of all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, he, just from watching him. You know, I'm a big. I'm, I'm about your actions. That's the that's the best way to put it. Right. You can talk to me in the face, and I'll listen. But I'm really gonna base you and judge you off of. Show me. Show me. Right. Right. And I I watch people, man. And you know, my foster parents, they really did live what they preached. One of the few couples that I can honestly say, you know, when it when shit hit the fan. Like they were real people and right. they, they really did practical things that got them to the level of success that they were at. Like they would, they worked hard for everything and they tried to tell me that and, you know, get me to understand. Uh, so one very clear example that I have is um back when I started smoking tobacco, 17 is when I really started, the end of 17, sneaking them. And then when I turned 18, you could buy them obviously. So not I'm no more. <laughs> right right i forget about that all yeah. the time yeah i do man it's 21 in ohio for the people who don't live in ohio i just think it's hilarious so yeah, many people, people are pissed are mad. anyway don't care uh, <laughs> <laughs> i used to have to go in the backyard and smoke and one day he told me mind you he like he had copd and emphysema smoked for 20 something years quit and then 10 years later after he quit is when he, he developed it right so he showed me that first of all. I was like, "Oh my god, that's scary." Right. And then he told me, I remember him telling me, "You better quit those before you get addicted to them." Cuz once you get addicted to them, you're not so, going to be able to stop. It's over. 
And I was like, dude, I've been smoking these for a few months. I could put this shit down tomorrow if I really wanted to and be good. How'd that work out for you? And then, <laughs> no, listen. And then I was like, and I got asthma. So, like, why the fuck would I risk really getting addicted to this shit knowing that if I keep smoking them, eventually I'm going to have to quit. So, I'm not going to do, yeah. No. Tell the people how that worked out for you. It didn't work out very well. I do not smoke tobacco today, but I did for eight years. And, you know, it's some, it's it's crazy the amount of suffering that I just got used to right. when it came to my breathing. You know, right. just to sm- inhale this tobacco. Like, I-, I didn't realize what I was doing to myself because you just, that's just like with anything else. Right. You know, you get used to it and, you know, you just forget. You forget how, how good it feels to feel good. Right. Right. <laughs> you just deal with the pain. That's crazy. You know? But, so that's one thing for me, man. For me, the first thing I have on, on my list, uh, this is probably the big one and... Again, I've talked about this. It might have even been on episode one that we talked about this. But I have it tattooed. This is a quote that my dad always told me um, over and over and over growing up. Uh, He doesn't know where he heard it or if he made it up or anything like that. I've Googled it a million times. I can't find the quote or anything. So feel free, guys, to Google it and let me know where it comes from. But for now... You have to credit it to him. Yeah, we credit it to him because I don't know anywhere else. But he always said, great minds don't think alike. Great minds think for themselves. And that always like blew me away as a kid. Because if you think, and to his point, this is what he always said, you think of Socrates, you think of even Ben Franklin, you think of Einstein, you think of Tesla, you think of... You know, Edgar Allan Poe, you know, just any of these great thinkers and, you know, uh, even Elon Musk, if you want to put him in there, you yeah. know. Yeah. These are people that do not think like the normal person, right? They have a different approach to it, you know, a different style to it, something like that. And oftentimes, less nowadays, but more more back in, you know, back in the day, they were, you know like condemned for it like uh they were basically banned from areas you know kicked out of town you know couldn't get a job people thought they were crazy uh you know especially when like newton was talking about gravity and things like that and like people just you know they thought the earth was flat you yeah. know they thought the sun revolved around us you know people that um push the envelope Mm -hmm. often get criticized and things like that but they're the people that move forward they're the people that kind of help things advance and um, discover new things and create new you know new rockets that can go to the moon and back now and like all this kind of stuff that whoever's doing it new mathematical theories or whatever it is you can't think like the person sitting next to you and get to that point. Right. Because if you're thinking like them, then, you know, whoever else thinks like that is going to get to the same point and like, you can only go so far. So essentially it's another way of saying be yourself, but you know, great minds don't think alike. Great minds think for themselves. So all the time I hear 
people say, you know, oh, great minds think alike when, you know, we both talk about having Burger King for lunch. Right. Like, oh, great mind, you know, or whatever. And I just kind of have to hold my tongue back and just be like, yeah, you know, it's crazy. But, like, that shaped me so much because, like, I was like, okay, why would I follow, um, you know, everybody else's path when, you know, that's not how I want to be successful. You know, I don't want to be successful because, you know, I was famous because I did a certain thing. I want to be successful because of, again, I guess the authenticity and me being myself and thinking things through the way I want to think them. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, another, another quote that kind of is the same idea is, uh, from intuition and he says, road signs never lead to gold mines. And it's the same thing. Nice. He's like, you know, yeah. the, the dirt road's not going to lead you to fucking hidden treasure. Because there's been a million people down that road. Right. You got to veer off and go dig a hole and find it. But eventually, you're going to find that treasure or hope to or whatever. Right. But I don't know. As a kid, he just started saying that. And it just got, you know stuck yeah it's stuck in me and i have it tattooed on me because that's really how i look at things and you have, then you look literally got stuck in you right right yeah <laughs> yep yep absolutely yeah man but that's definitely the first big thing for me nice 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 so the second one that i have on my list here uh it's kind of a like i said everything i have on here is kind of just a general if i had to put it in the words the experiences that i i've seen or went through or whatnot but it's always keep your promises because my parents had a horrible time keeping promises yeah horrible and so you learned this from them by from them not doing it right okay right right uh i actually you know who knows if it would have happened the other way around they always kept them maybe i wouldn't value them so much you just never know you know, maybe I would have thought, you know, oh. You might get, like, walked over or, like, walked on. Yeah. Because yeah. you just think everybody's telling the truth. Yeah. Everybody's you know? going to do what they say. Right. Right. So, it taught me to, obviously, you know, as a kid, you know, I'm sure you've got promised something before. Right. You know, and you just didn't get it how how you felt that day. Right. And, you know, and what that that led to kind of me thinking, well, they must don't think that much of me. Or, you know, they must not, I don't, they not, I'm not, I'm not as, as important as they say I am because they promised me this. You didn't just say right. you were going to do or you think about it or I'll, I'll try. Like a promise means right. it's definitely going to happen. Right. They're not valuing that. Right. So I'm you. banking on that. Like, right. you know what I mean? So I guess it just taught me to always be reliable because, you know, the people that think you care about them. That's how you show it. Right. Hold your word to those people. I hate when other people are late. So I try my damn best to be on time. If I am running late, and at the moment, I know I'm going to be running late. I'm hitting whoever I'm supposed to be meeting. Right. Letting you know as soon as I know. Like, all this, I hate, I cannot stand. Even if it's just, if I pull up to your house and I'm waiting on you and it's two minutes I'm sitting in the car, waiting on you to come out of your house, and I'm, I'm, right. yeah. I don't ever say anything, but it's like, you're not right. ready. Right. 
Like, let's go. I gave you enough warning. Yeah. You know, like, you told yeah. me to be here at this time, especially when you told me to be there. Right. At this time, <laughs> when I'm waiting you to come on. That's yeah. Adam. It, it's, <laughs> so I really try not to do that. And, you know, uh, I think as I got older, you know, I obviously people respect when you're on time for something. And it's kind of going back to the whole keeping your word thing. Right. You know. That probably taught you a couple things. Like, obviously the the importance and the value of a promise but then also for you not to promise things when you know you might not be able to come through true and like true that honesty even if uh you know even if it's not what that person wants to hear at the time but you can be like hey i'm gonna try to be there i might not be able to right just giving you a heads up like i'm 90 percent on it but this certain thing might come up and i gotta go do that if it does and like that might not be what they want to hear, but at the end of the day, they're gonna respect you more. And then that that means when you do promise something, it means more, right? You know, because it's like, okay, well, he always tells me the truth, and right, you know, right when you realize, oh, I got to take care of this thing, I can't be there. You're hitting the person. Yeah. Like I I hate people that say they're gonna show up, and it's not that you don't show up; it's that you didn't communicate that you're not showing up. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Like, if you say you're showing up, dope. If you can't make it, I understand. Like, I have a kid, you know. Like, shit comes up, all this stuff. Just like, let me know. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be way more pissed if you don't let me know. And I'm just expecting you at any moment. Yes. And then eventually, because I just hate the feeling of like it peaking, and you're like, man, they gotta be here soon. And right. then. Like the downhill of like they're not coming, right. are they? And then just, just like sinks in, the yeah, just slowly over the yeah. next ten or fifteen minutes, and you're just like, right, what the fuck do I do now? Right. Like huge letdown, right? Yeah. And it's just it's just difficult. So I feel you on that one yeah, for man, sure, for sure. Um, well, real quick though, like when it comes to my kids, I have never broken a promise to them. There's been plenty of times I said that I would do something, and it I fell asleep or whatever, <laughs> whatever happened, but. Like, I'm very careful. If I say I promise, right? like, I'm bending over backwards to right. keep that promise. If you use that P word. Yeah. If I yeah. use that P word, yeah. you best believe it's going to get done. I want yeah. my kids to know me by that and be able to say when right. I die, like, lit. Right. If my dad promised me something, he was going to go to the fucking moon and back to get it. Right. And make sure it happened. That's awesome. My my other one, I got, I got two more, but I'll, I guess I'll kind of go through them kind of quick because okay. they're, I mean... This one, it was kind of more of a moment rather than, you know, something that was said or anything like that. But, um, and it ties into the last one that I talked about, about thinking for yourself. Okay. So I remember I was, I think I was 17 and my parents took me to Boston to see a Red Sox game because prior to that, and I've talked about it. I think I talked about it as recent as Patty's episode. When I'd go to Florida, it was work, yeah. right, for, for our vacation because we'd go with family. And it's not that it was anything crazy. Like, we had fun, and I, I love them and all that stuff, and I don't mind helping out. But it was never a, a layback on the beach and relaxed vacation. Yeah. It was work a little bit, chill at the house, you know, maybe go out to eat and then come back to the house and then, like – go to the beach for a day or two and come work. And like, you know, it was, it was a casual vacation kind of thing yeah. where you still had to take, you know, still had to get shit done. 
which was all fine. But when I was 17, my parents took me and my girlfriend at the time to Boston because they they even told me they kind of felt bad about all those previous vacations because they knew they weren't like true vacation full vacations yeah. yeah so it was really cool that they took us to boston for i don't remember how long it was probably four or five days something like right. that went to a red sox game and like which is like one of my dream things in fenway it was great it was such an awesome time a lot of good memories but one of my favorites it, one of my favorite memories ever from my dad is is at a diner in Boston and uh it was across the street from our hotel my girlfriend at the time and my mom went to the restroom or it was like a diner connected to like a gas station type thing mm-hmm. or they went you know to the get some snacks or whatever it was I don't remember exactly but it was just me and my dad sitting there and he was just kind of like staring at me and like smiling, which my dad doesn't do. <laughs> He's not like an emotional dude or anything. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck are you looking at? You want to fight? But like, no, not really. But I was like, you know what? And he's, he's just like, you know, I've, I've always had a lot of respect for you. And this is my dad talking right, to yeah, me. Yeah. And I was like, a bit weird. I was like, why? And he's like, well, cause growing up, we always told you to be yourself and you know um you've taken that to a whole new level he's like you've you're very much yourself you have basically zero influence from anybody else like right. you do your thing and you know you're very much you like you can't say that i'm getting my personality from anybody else right. and he's like i've always really admired that of how well you adapt to situations and kind of don't blow up at things and like hold your tongue and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was just, it was a great moment that I I think it was more of himself kind of reflecting on who he was able to raise more or less. Yeah. But it felt really good because like, Norm, you never get that from your dad. Like your dad might be like, "I'm proud of you" and right. kind of stuff like that. But to say he respects you yeah. as a man, right? That's and I'm a like 17, level. 18 at the time. I think that's I was seventeen. Yeah, he sure. said, "I've always respected you," and I was like, "What?" Because me and him, like, not to get too too deep and too personal, but like me and him gotten in got into multiple fist fights. Yeah, up. I'm pretty sure you've mentioned that on the on the podcast before. But, like, you know, it's just because we're both very, very, very stubborn, I guess. Um, And, you know, quick to anger at certain points and things like that. But, you know, we've been through quite a bit and a lot of arguments, a lot of yelling, you know, all that kind of stuff. And wrestling and, you know, in a violent way more than anything. But it was just cool to kind of sit back and relax and, like, kind of reflect on what we'd all been through or what we'd both been through and just kind of sit back with a mutual respect of each other and him to verbally, you know, out out loud say that. Right. It kind of meant a lot for, for him to say, I've always respected you. For and sure. I'm like, I'm 17. Like, you know, I don't, I still don't know shit. Like, looking <laughs> back, I was, I didn't know shit for sure. But to get that out of him, 
at that moment and like you know we were all in good moods because we were out of town and we were about to go see the red sox the next day like it was just such a good time right and then he hit me with that like man to man i was just like kind of blown away so i don't know that was just another thing that kind of drove me to to be myself and to kind of continue down that path yeah I'll save the next one for after that one because that one kind of took a little longer than expected. But okay, you got one more. You got two more. Uh, I'll say one more for the sake of time. Okay. So, the my third one is, and I've kind of learned this from everybody in a sense, just just from watching what people go through. Health is wealth, man. Yep, it really is. Health is wealth. I've seen so many people. You know what kills me? People who are who don't want to go to the doctor not because they can't afford it or not because you know it's inconvenient it's because they just don't care about it to me it's baffling that you don't care how you're about your health just because you're not feeling pain doesn't mean that you're you know healthy right i know so many people are oh, i don't like being poked and prodded on asking questions and all that but then you're mad, like, oh, like, uh, I woke up today, man, I just wasn't. And then you go to the doctor and you got stage four cancer. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it just baffles me on so many levels. Another one being, you know, people have all these goals and dreams and aspirations. You got to be alive for them. <laughs> right. You got to be healthy for them. Right. Yeah, you made it to your dream, but you're in a, you, you're, you're in a wheelchair now because you didn't take care of this or. So you know you're on 15 medications because you decided right. to you know not do this you right. know or I can kind of speak on that to a much smaller scale okay. but just real quick because you know I've had like bronchitis over the last couple months yeah, and man. done multiple you know rounds of the antibiotics and it just seems to not really go away and like I'm kind of heaving is that the word <laughs> heaving is a word but I don't know about that no, word I'm kind of. I don't know the word wheezing wheezing yeah okay so i'm kind of like wheezing around everything breathing heavy you know just yeah. on small walks and stuff and like to your point like you have things you want to do and accomplish and stuff yeah, and like man. Well, again on a much smaller scale but <laughs> <laughs> i heard when i edit the podcast i heard myself and i'm like fuck that like <laughs> yeah. even all the editing i can do i still heard like <gasps> Right. and i'm like oh no <laughs> so like the next day i went to the doctor <laughs> got you got and got you. cleared up and like you know yeah i'm still struggling with it a little bit but like again to a much smaller scale right. but i'm like i want this podcast to sound good All right and my health is affecting it right and i that's the only reason i went and got checked out uh, like it, i was dying I'm glad that was i'm glad it happened but, however the fuck it happened yeah because yeah. health is wealth man it really like, it, it really kills me that people just do not think highly of, like, it almost shows me in a way that you don't respect yourself. Right. In a way, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it would seem like they think they're not worth feeling good. Yeah. It kind of, it, it almost seems like a, something that they're okay with feeling that terribleness because they think they deserve it. Whether wow, that's, that's subconsciously, right, probably, okay. but they're like, oh, I don't need it, you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, man. I don't know. Since I was a tiny kid, I've never was afraid of going to the doctor. I get why people have their fears and all that, but if you realize it's irrational, to me, that's not an excuse no more. 
especially if it's free. I know people that get, you know, free assistance from job and family services. They don't have to. I wish I, I used to be on it. Right. Make too much to be on it. Have been for five, six years now. I missed the fuck out of right. some free health care. Right. But to me, it's still worth paying for. If, you know, if it was an arm and a leg, I would probably be upset. But I would still try because, dude, you have to be healthy. You can't enjoy life with with bad health. I'm sorry. Especially for me and, and my family, especially. It's like, it's not that we don't care about our health, but it's at what point do you go? That's what we struggle with. Because we're like, uh, I feel a, a little bad, but it's not worth going to the doctor. But that's okay. kind of how I was with the bronchitis. I was like, gotcha. eh. You know, it sucks. And but I like, understand, you know. I didn't know a, it was bronchitis, though, either. I thought I was just kind of sick. And I, I do understand people like, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word to describe what I'm trying to say here. Uh, they, you know, not being a bitch about it. <laughs> not going to the doctor like, oh, my arm. Oh, I woke up this morning, man. And like, you fell asleep on your arm. Like, right. oh. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like. Right. For every little thing you're freaking out, I'm like, oh shit, man, something's wrong with me. I gotta go to the doctor. Right. I gotta go to the doctor. You can deal with some shit, right? But I, like you said, at a certain point, I just, like I said, I go to the doctor every six months just for a general checkup. Wow, just to make sure everything's good because, dude, like I've heard people. I've, I guess I watched too many documentaries, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> there's people that felt fine, and then one day they woke up and felt like shit. And well, wait two or three days, and then they have some shit that could have been prevented had they right. went and got it checked out when that first sign hit. Like you know what I mean? Like well, it's it's a little different, but like Baker's thing, right? That came oh, on right. within like thirty six hours or something, right? Right. And that's nothing you could prevent, but same idea. Like you yeah. could just something could happen within a day's time, oh, and dude ended up being in a coma for a couple weeks or a month or something like that. Man. It's just, you know, just, you know, within 48 hours, which yeah. is insane. But yeah, I, that's what I struggle with is just like, when do you go? Okay. It's not that I don't want to, right. but yeah. like the bronchitis, I thought it was just like a severe cold. Especially if it costs you money. I get that. Because for right. some people, it legitimately costs them hundreds of dollars to go get a damn checkup, which is, it angers me. Right. That like to take care of yourself costs so much because it should be something you should be able to do. For damn near free, if not free. So have you always had like a primary care physician, like somebody you go to all the time? As the an same, adult, yes. Same doctor? Yes. As a human, I've never had that. What? Yeah. We've we've never really like... I guess I was required to because of my asthma. Oh, okay. I was, I had, was diagnosed at like a very, like three years old. Okay. So I think because of that reason, I've always had to do that. I kind of fell into that. Maybe if I hadn't had right. asthma, maybe I would feel different. I, well, I, I do know. get weird looks when people are like, do you have a primary care physician? Like when I go to the doctor or whatever, I'm, keep, like, I'm like, no. And, and they're, they're like, just... <laughs> how are you alive? You like, uh. But like that was just our family. Like we just gotcha. never, we gotcha. went when we needed to go and we just didn't go okay. if we don't need to go. Right. But right. at what point should you go? That's where I'm I think you should go better. every six months. Just for your general Stuff. checkup, get some general blood work done. It doesn't hurt. If it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg, because you never know, man. Right. You know, you plan, you, you do all this shit, you got to be alive for it. Right. You don't want to be hurting for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I made it. I finally did my fucking dream. But, you know, I got these things that if I were to just 
got over my stubbornness and whatnot right. and just went and got it checked out. Well, I could have prevented it. So. That's a big thing. That's yeah, you got one body, thing. one life, man. You got to try to take care of it. Yeah. But. And then my last one that I wanted to go over was, um, and this is actually something that I realized. I mean, I've realized it before, but like I thought about it today at work and I was like, oh, I should bring that up tonight. Um, for me is I don't remember who taught it to me or who told me or it's just something I inherently started doing, but it was more or less have a reason for everything you're doing. Have a reason for it. So don't right. be doing something for nothing? Essentially. Okay. Um, or at least understand why you're doing it. Gotcha. So like I think I think that's why I've I don't want to say I've thrived, but like that's why I've been relatively successful um doing odd jobs or whatever it might be just generally is because like you can tell me like my boss will tell me what to do right and i'll be a good boy and i'll listen and i'll do it right 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 but i'm gonna follow up with why did i do that or why do you want me to do that and it's not it's not me trying to come at you like well why do you want me to undermine the authority yeah it's not that it's i'm trying to get an understanding of why we're doing it this way yeah so for me and for me i've always needed a why why are we doing it and it's not it doesn't matter if i agree with you or not Mm -hmm. again i just want to see why i want to see the perspective well we're doing this to get more sales can i bring you up a specific example and when you did that, and I was starting to get mad, but I was like, whatever. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. You, you dropped it before I got to that point. Was it good or bad? Um, you, it's, it, that's was irrelevant. I pissing you off? Uh, mildly. Okay. <laughs> but like I said, two more questions about it, I would have probably been like, dude. Right. Okay. So. But I'm I'm trying to figure it out. I, I, I understood that. And I under, I know how you think. So okay. <laughs> I, when, I, when I remembered that. I'm curious. I was like, okay. You remember on the way back home? Um, Saturday. Oh, just recently. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. And you, you asking me, what's the quickest way to your house? And I told you. And when I said, turn right on Marion and then turn left on, you said Mil- Marion. Yeah. I was like, yeah. In my mind, I said, yeah, Adam, Marion. That's what I said. <laughs> like, though, you asked me for the fastest way to my house and I'm telling you, but then you're questioning it. Right. So I was like, whatever, you know. <laughs> so, and then you was like, so we get up here. You sure it's not? N- n- yeah. You said, you, so you sure it's not tremble? I'm like. No, like Trimble's way over. No, it's not Trimble. Turn left on, turn right, right on Marion, and then I said the street was Woodville. I was like, that's Wood something. Yeah, I thought it was. Well, you said Woodville, and that's right. what threw me off. Got you. Because I was like, like it's Wood Woodville's something. not around here. Right. That's why I was like, are you sure it's Marion? Because right. I know those don't connect. <laughs> right. I was like, just just go where I'm telling you to go. And right. but it was Wood Hill. Right. And Woodville is literally right by my house. Right. So, but then once we got to Wood Hill, all the questions stopped. So. Right. But yeah, I was like, dude, like I know this, this is uh, this is right. I'm going home. This is the well, fastest way there. That's my but, thing. Yeah, <laughs> like I struggle with directions first of all. But okay. like you said, Marion and Woodville, and I'm like, I lived <laughs> right. O- we both lived right off Marion for a long time, and yeah. I'm like, Marion and Woodville, like that's completely opposite <laughs> side of town. So I'm like, <laughs> right. that's why I was like, I get Woodville because it is right by your house. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. okay, I'm I follow you on Woodville, right? But I'm like. I know well, where I'm Woodville. Right or Mary? I was like, yeah, I, I know where Woodville comes out, <laughs> yeah. and it's not Mary. Right, right, and that's right, why I was like, right, right. Are you sure? Like, and I was confusing myself because I was like, I swear that road's called Root 
Woodville, but it's not because I know that's by my house. Right. But like, why do I keep thinking this road is called Wood? Because right. it's called Wood Hill, right. not Woodville. It rhymes. Yeah. Yeah, but like, so. yeah, like, <laughs> and and I I stopped because I trusted you. I was yeah. like, okay, well, we'll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got plenty of gas. We're right, in town. Like, right, fuck it. Right. But uh, we'll figure it out. But yeah, for <laughs> I mean, I've always tried to figure out why we do things a certain way, mm-hmm. and it's not me questioning you. It's me understanding the concept more, and me trying to get again like it doesn't matter if i agree with you or not i i need to understand why we're taking this route rather than another route because if you say in a route i mean i'm not talking about driving but yeah, another right, method right. yeah and because if you say well we're doing this for sales at that point i could be like okay i understand what if we did it this way though right but if you said hey we're doing it for sales and i got nothing i'm like okay i don't want to do that but i get it yeah. right yeah. that's the other thing like especially work-wise I try not to do things I don't want to do, generally speaking. But if I understand why we're doing it, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a, a problem with the because I said so. Oh, man. You know, or, you know, because John wants wants us to do it. No, fuck that. Why, though? Right. Well, John wants us to do it because he thinks we're going to get 10% more sales. Well, he's fucking stupid because we're not going to. But I understand. Right. And we'll do it. Right? Like... I'm not going to say that out loud, right? Yeah. But like I have to understand what your thought process is before I do something that I don't agree with. If I agree with it, I'll do it. If I don't agree with it, I need to see where you're coming from with it and like internally say that's dumb as shit, but I get it, you know, and kind of go from there. I don't is that bad? I was going to ask you. So, do you think that's a control issue? No. Well, I don't know. I guess that's up to like outsiders to decide, not me. Yeah. Um I I'm only thinking that because it could be because you can't I guess it would be acting in faith at that point. If you don't understand why something which is hard for a lot of people to do. Right. Because they feel the need to have as much information when you really don't need more information. You just need to the order what you were given. From that point, you should just operate. But yeah, you okay. know what I mean. Like, uh, I think a lot of people—not saying you, but a lot of people—man, I'm gonna say this, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of shit for it. <laughs> women, down. women cannot Ooh. stand to not know everything that's going on. I've been right. in a several relationships where they just have to know; they just can't live without knowing. Right. Like, they don't have to have all the details, but they have to at least have a general idea. Right. Or they just can't live with themselves. <laughs> right. Like, you know, so if I if they want to know something, they just be like, so what happened? I'm like, oh, we talked and, you know, things yeah, got settled. Yeah. Nah, they can't stand not, that. No. They can't stand that. They have to know. Like, they're going to they're gonna sit there and fucking tremble <laughs> right next to you until you go, are you okay? Well, no, the fuck? I'm not. Yeah. Right. So right. I right. So, it, you know, it always makes me think, like, why do you have to know? It doesn't affect your life one way or another whether if you know this information or not so why do you have to know so bad so because in that example right you're still going to get paid you did what your boss so if it does backfire you did what your boss said right fuck it it's i i could see why people might 
constitute that as a control thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think of it for me anyway as a control thing at all. I don't give a shit who's in control. Yeah. Um I often like to not be in control. <laughs> um but again, it's it's me evolving my perspectives and um and trying to think outside of the box and get a new perspective. That's all it is. Okay, right. Is me trying to be like I don't see why we're doing this. Like this seems dumb. Right. So why are we doing this? Broaden your perspective. Yeah, yeah. and it's not yeah. again because if you give me a dumbass reason, I'm still gonna do it. It's yeah. not like I'm not gonna do it. It's just I'm gonna be like, okay, well, like internally, I'm gonna be like, yeah. well, you haven't really thought this out. But again, I'm still gonna get paid. You told me to do it. I'll go do it. Right. right. But I, I think again, that's why I've somewhat thrived to some extent is because I ask those additional questions that a lot of people won't or don't care about. But it gives me a different viewpoint of like why John wants us to do it this way now in the future and how I'm better than John at that and I'm going to take his job. <laughs> because that he's thinking from this way and that's dumb. We should be thinking about it this way. Yeah. And not that I want to take people's jobs or anything. But right. again, it it helps me see, okay, why is he good at this? Why is he bad at this? And helps me learn more about your role and your decision-making. And how you got to where you are in the company. Right. Yeah. And how I could potentially either improve it or how I can learn from you. Right. Or whatever it is. It could be a million different things, but I like to know that extra little piece of information because that in and of itself can spark so many other things rather than just being the robot to go do it. Mm-hmm. That's not going to get you anywhere. So I say, why? And he's going to be like, well, it's for sales. Okay, well, what? but would, wouldn't you think we would get more sales if we put it out front of the store rather than here? And like whether I say that to him or not, depending on the relationship and whatever, it gets me thinking more yeah. of how either, okay, that was a great idea. Now I need to kind of absorb that kind of, method and remember that for the future you never know when it'll come in handy and things like that and i think that's that's instrumental to becoming successful is picking up that one extra piece of information that steve might uh might not have right right just that one little piece because then that's going to build into potentially other things that makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of information a lot of times that it could be right in front of my face but i don't notice it until somebody says it to me Right. Or points out that that point of view. See, you and I I, mean? I seek for that. I search for that. Yeah, I search yeah. for that extra information. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Man. Yeah, definitely cool. I liked I liked that discussion. Did you have any more on lessons or things like that that you wanted to go over? Uh, no, that's it. Okay, that completes cool. my list, sir. Cool. Well, yeah, guys, thank you for tuning in to episode twenty-seven. Uh, like always, follow us everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Send us emails, averageafpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a voice message. We'll play those live on the podcast. Uh, they can be anonymous. You can give your name. You don't have to, whether that be advice, whether that be questions, whether that be a new perspective, something to talk about, You know, support for the show. If you want to give somebody else a shout out, you know, whatever you want, we'll probably play it. You know, we're we're here for you guys. So yep. definitely, you know, reach out and, and follow us wherever. If you're not following us on something at this point, I don't know what you're doing with your life. How are you listening and not following? Oh, that don't make any sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. 
you had a whole hour plus to hit that button and you haven't hit that All button right. yet. Go hit that button. Hit that subscribe button right now. Or I'm going to get down here and make you lick this white dog shit. <laughs> Step Brothers, nice. Again, we, uh, we've we been closing the show out with a, a new segment that we like to call the not-so-average song of the week. This week is going to be from my buddy Matt Jones. You might know him as John Jones or Matt Jones or John Matthew Jones or whatever, but I like Matt Jones. And it's because I can call him Matt Jones, like Mike Jones, and it makes me feel real good. Um, He hates when I do that, so sorry. But Matt's, I mean, he's a dude that that I've worked with for a couple years previously. He knows this. I've said this to him multiple times. He's one of my favorite people of all time, just because he's so fun and lively and goofy, and, and I love him to death. Um, but today we're going to play his song Vice Versus. Super great guy. He actually just got a degree from North Central State College. So oh, congrats. Shout out to that. I just saw that on Facebook Fellow a couple days ago. Then. Yeah, so shout out to him. Um, but yeah, you can you can find him everywhere. He's got a show coming up. Yep, at the La Luna in Mansfield on February 16th. Show starts at 7.30, only $5 at the door. Music's everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Search the name John Matthew Jones, specifically. Traditional spelling on that. Uh, best way to support him is by buying his songs on iTunes, Google Play Store, or on Amazon Music. I do want to mention, too, on YouTube, he does a lot of a lot of stuff that you're not going to find on Apple Music and Spotify and stuff like that. Um, a lot of covers and, and things like that. And one of my favorite ones I played for you right before we started was the Post Malone cover yep. Yep. of Paranoid. And that's probably my favorite thing that he's ever done, to be honest with you. I love it. Um, but you can find that. You can find his YouTube page. Uh, just search like Matt Jones, Post Malone. He's the first one that comes up. Uh, but definitely check him out there. Support him. Buy his music. Go see him at La Luna in Mansfield uh, on the 16th. But, uh, yeah, guys, this is his single Vice Verses by Matt Jones. Other than that, guys, have a good night. And we are...